Chapter Twelve of Tell Us Another by Winfred Hurst, S.D.S. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. A Prisoner of War. They were playing in the garden, all blooming as it was with the foliage of May. Suddenly, Paul, who was ever seeking new adventures, cried out, "Rose, come here! See what I've captured!" In a moment, light-hearted Rose was at his side her eyes brimful of fun and of eager expectation. "'What is it?' she asked breathlessly. "'A maybug,' said Paul. "'I caught him as he was sailing gaily from tree to tree. "'I say, Rose, let's make him our prisoner of war. "'Rush up to our room and bring one of those little paper boxes. "'Hurry!' And away Rose skipped. Soon she was back again, box in hand. "'But,' she hinted anxiously, he can't live in here. He must have air and food. Won't he suffer, Paul? No, not in the least, returned Paul confidently. We'll make some holes in the cover here, and place some fresh green grass at the bottom. Then our Mr. Maybug will live like a king in a palace. Now, Rose, you just run to the kitchen and ask Mother Dear for a sugared tart and a bit of honeycomb. With such dainties, our captive will surely be more than delighted with this palace prison." Rose hurried away, quite convinced. Although a year older than Paul, she was always ready, in all things, to acknowledge his superior wisdom. Of course, she softly assured herself, Paul cannot be mistaken. Upon arriving at the kitchen, she told Mother the whole story in a breath, and, having taken the delicacies for which she had come, she was hastening away. But Rose, expostulated her mother, do you think this little creature really finds delight in being a prisoner of war? I'm sure he will miss the air and the birds and the flowers and the grass. And will he not long for the company of his fellow maybugs and for many other things? Tell Paul to let him go, Rose. But Rose, in her haste, had not heard these last words. She was out in the garden again with Paul. The two little enthusiasts then safely confined this prisoner of war and what they were pleased to call his palace prison. Holes at the top, fresh green grass at the bottom, sugared tart, and bit of honeycomb. Surely this would make their maybug happy. But now, tired of play, they skipped up to their room, taking their maybug with them. It was Saturday morning. They had already finished their lessons for Monday, for Paul and Rose were ever diligent in preparing their tasks. There was nothing more to be done. The day was theirs. They could enjoy themselves, oh, ever so much. First they began with games. Then came the picture books. Their prisoner of war was entirely forgotten. So absorbed were they in the large and wonderful picture book that they did not notice the rapid passage of time. They did not notice that the dinner hour had passed. They did not even know that someone had quietly entered the room and had as quietly left it again. So very interesting was their book. Finally, Rose looked up. There upon the table stood a large basket, which had not been there before. Where had it come from? What could it contain? It wasn't here before, Paul, said Rose. Why, she added, peering into it, look, it's our dinner. Mother wishes us to take our dinner here for some reason, it seems, said Paul. What can be the matter? 
And see, Rose, all our favorite dishes are here, too. It was customary for the family to dine during the summer months in the breezy little tent put up in the shady garden. How much nicer, said Paul, as he munched the juicy blueberry pie and handed Rose a sugar tart. How much nicer it would be down there in the beautiful garden. It's so close here. There are no breezes, no birds, no trees. There's nothing lovely here. Well, said Rose, after dinner we'll make up for it. We'll go right down into the garden and play all afternoon. I'm tired of this old room already. And after they had eaten, they hurried to the door. What was their astonishment when they found it locked? Again and again they rapped and called and called and rapped. But it was in vain. No one seemed to hear them. What can it all mean? exclaimed Paul, and he was dangerously near to crying. Oh, I don't know, returned Rose, as she burst into tears and began to sob. Paul joined in, and together they wept aloud. But he, being the wiser, was also the more manly, and soon ceased crying. Then he tried to console Rose. He read a book to her, but poor Rose could not pay attention. And so the long hours of the afternoon passed slowly away. The two children stood at the window and looked down upon the shady garden. Butterflies were flitting about. Flowers were looking up at them. The empty swing was swaying in the breeze. The little carts with which they had intended to play were idle in the shade. How pleasant it would be down there, they exclaimed again and again. But it was not to be. They were captives. The shadows in the garden below had lengthened exceedingly, when they thought to hear a footstep at the door. Immediately they began to rap again. They heard their mother's voice. Oh, mother, dear, open the door for us, they cried. Someone has locked us in. All afternoon have we been here. And they began to sob anew. As soon as their mother had entered the room, they flew into her arms and clung to her as if for life. Into her ears they poured out their tale of woe, their loneliness, what they had missed. But, said their mother sweetly, did I not send you a most excellent dinner, your favorite dishes? And haven't you, my dear children, a nice airy room here? Haven't you beautiful books and playthings of all kinds? What more can you desire? But we were not free, sobbed Rose. We could not romp and play. We could not enjoy the green grass, nor the pretty flowers, nor the leafy trees. And do you not think, said their mother gently, that the Maybug, whom you imprisoned, misses all these things too? Oh, our prisoner of war, cried Paul and Rose with one voice. We had forgotten all about him. We'll let him go at once, at once. They hurried to the Maybug's palace prison on the window sill. He was humming and buzzing in a most disconsolate manner. They opened the box. There he sat on the grass at the bottom, quite dreary and forlorn. When he saw that freedom was offered him, he spread his wings and gaily flew down, down into the blooming garden. There he joined three fellow Maybugs, who were seemingly in wait for him. Together they sported among the foliage with all the liveliness and evident glee of which maybugs are capable. 
As they turned away from the window, Paul gave his mother a boyish embrace and said, Oh, mother, I see it all now. You were teaching us a lesson. You wished to show us how hard it is to be deprived of freedom. And he looked ashamed. Oh, yes, mother dear, cried Rose, and we thank you for it. Oh, let us go down into the garden now. And in her great joy she kissed her mother thrice and again. Yes, Paul, said their mother fondly, you and Rose are right. Twas a little lesson I was teaching you, a Saturday lesson. Remember that all God's creatures, however small, feel and suffer. Be kind and gentle to them always. God, you know, made them all. End of chapter 12